You're listening to On the Brink, a podcast that brings you up-and-coming country music artists. We especially prohibit the reproduction of any parts of the podcast without our written consent. Please send your request via onthebrinkpodcast.com, where you can also sign up for updates. Please also support our sister site, stonecoldcountry.net. We sincerely thank you for listening and congratulate you on your expanding music library. Hey y'all, Santa here. I'd like to thank Recruiting Awesome for sponsoring this On The Brink podcast episode. If you're an organization that is looking to hire new employees, I would absolutely recommend that you go to recruitingawesome.net and find out more about this stellar organization. They have over 15 years of experience in the talent acquisition and HR consulting space. They are absolutely able to put your organization on the right expansion plan. If this sounds appealing to you, then why not just give them a call right now? That phone number is 1-800-748-0518. Once again, that number is 1-800-748-0518, or you can visit them at recruitingawesome.net. They take the worry out of recruiting. And don't forget to tell them that you heard the good news from Santa. Hey, Ray, how's it going? Good. How's it going, Anna? Is it Anna or Anna, Anna Marie? Or what do you, what do you go for? It's both of us. Yeah. Oh, right. I'm, Santa. I'm Santa. And I'm Anna. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, we're real tickled pink to have you on today. Um, you know, you're um every time we've played uh especially your most recent singles, I mean we've just gotten so much good feedback, right, Anna? Yes, very lot. Oh yeah, cool. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So when we see that kind of activity, um, we usually will reach out, you know, to the artists to bring them in on a, a podcast feature. Uh, because, yeah. you know, our core audience is already digging them. So that means we need to find out more. <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. I appreciate you. Well, for one thing, I appreciate you playing it in the first place. Uh, I thank you for following through this way. It's, uh, you know, this type of stuff is, is is like gold for independents like myself. So It seems like a lot of, um, I don't know, it's kind of hard to, to kind of, it's kind of hard to explain, but it does seem to me, and maybe you could, you know, chime in on this, but it does seem to, to us, actually, where there's like an insurgent country music scene that's not necessarily uh, played across, you know, the major radio station for the most part. Uh, yeah, so- well, I, I agree. You know, I think um, I think it's a result of, of a, you know, a, a long-running bullshit. I mean, a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, I think a lot of adults, especially um, true country fans, like the real stuff that they grew to love years ago. And, and a lot of what's coming out these days, obviously, is pointed towards younger kids, you know. And, and um, so I think uh, you know, I think it's been I think I think they've felt alienated maybe for a while. So, um, you know, and I've got friends of mine, you know, Ward Davis. Ward used to be my keyboard player years ago. He's kind of like a little brother to me. And. You know, a lot of those guys, my buddy Kendall Marvel, uh, you know, you know what they're doing and what I've been doing is just kind of a result of knowing that people out there want to hear this kind of thing. Um, 
and knowing the radio ain't going to feed them that. So, well, yeah. And then the internet has made it possible, I believe. Exactly. You know, for, and, and just to the point that you made, I'm kind of maybe a, a differing point here. So I totally agree with you in terms of, you know, um, like, I don't know what generation you, you're from, <laughs> but it, like, you know, if you're like a, a millennial or if you're a Gen Xer um, and even baby boomer, you know, we grew up listening to, you know, the classics plus, you know, mm -hmm. Waylon was still around, George was still around. And of course, I'm, you know, the possum and, and you know, right. and it goes on and on. And so we were exposed to all of those awesome artists that maybe came out, you know, in the 60s, you know, but, you know, in the 80s, they were still, you know, they were still charting and stuff like that. Um, you know, especially the yeah. hack. Oh, my gosh. You know. Um, oh, yeah. but, but, you know, and so, you know, there you go. But like Anna, you know, Anna is a, a Gen Y, right? So she's in her 20s and stuff. And she loves, you know, like the kind of music you put out, you know, kind of music that we think is really authentic. You know, it's to me, it's stone cold country. It's just, yeah. you know, the yeah. way it's supposed to be. So you have, you know, you have her generation, you know, and you have mind that's you know uh, like i said you know millennial and gen x and and you know that type of thing and you know you have i guess more exposure now because there are different ways of you know accessing this type of music does that make sense oh absolutely and you know if it weren't for uh you know i jokingly say god bless al gore for inventing the internet <laughs> um, you know, but if, if it weren't, you know, if it weren't for, uh, you know, for the internet and and uh, and satellite radio to an extent yeah. too, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I would be, I don't know what I'd be doing right now to be honest with you. Um, no, you still be I, singing, you still be writing, you still, you know, you just would find another way to do it. That's all. I seriously, you know. Yeah, well, you're probably right. I, you know, it, I tell you, as hard as it is doing it like this, um, you know. I don't know. I know I'd be doing it now if it were making me whether or not it made me a living. That would be another potential issue. But uh, you know, I'm glad to be uh, you know in the spot I am. Um, you know, we're we're not lighting the world on fire by any means, but I've been able to effectively continue to do this and make my living at it for you know, I mean, including publishing deals. Before I got my my one big record deal, you know, I mean, I've been doing this for. 20 solid years, you know. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, I was wondering, um, Ray, how did you actually uh, get started with everything? I mean, I know we're dipping way back to, you know, like middle, yeah. you know, late 90s. Even before then, like, what was your inspiration? I mean, I know some kids grow up saying, okay, well, I want to be, you know, uh, I don't know, Whalen or somebody. But I just wonder, was there a point, you know, when you were a kid that you knew you wanted to do this and why? Well, you know, I think there was a point, I think, in, in high school when I used to dream about it. I'd sit around and write lyrics. There were really, really were poems, but it, it was uh, me thinking of them as song lyrics. Um, I wasn't playing yet. I took some piano lessons when I was a kid, but that didn't stick. Um, but, you know, I knew, I mean, I Look, I come from a little town, little town in North Carolina. Uh, it's called Samora, about 800 people. Hold on here. Well, you so half of my family is from like the Banner Elk area. <laughs> well, I know exactly where that is. I spent Christmas there last year. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. yeah, I hear yeah. It's, it's a big town now. 
<laughs> it's nice, a nice place, uh, you know. But we, uh, yeah, I mean, my town, we're further in the Piedmont. Where I grew up is just below, kind of just below Danville, Virginia, which is. Oh, you know, okay. Virginia. Okay, I, I, tell people that the, I tell people the population in my hometown never changes because every time a baby's born, some guy leaves town. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but I moved to Nashville in, uh, I moved to Nashville in 94. And so I've been here ever since. And, um, oh, okay. You know, so, so you're talking about Generation X. Uh, you know, I, I was born at the front of the 70s. So I, oh, okay, I was yeah. a bit of a kid when, you know, mm-hmm. when the, the Outlaws record came out and made history. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. First one ever to sell a million copies. Yep, country. in country music. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome. That's kind of where I cut my teeth. But it was, uh, it was a really unique uh, upbringing for me because my dad uh, was a country singer on a local kind of you know regional oh. level and and you know nothing he never really did anything with it outside of sort of our home area but mm-hmm. you know it was always with with the friends and other players getting over you know coming over on weekends jamming in the basement you know or playing a local honky-tonk or, or whatever you know and i i heard you know all the wailing and all the willing and all that other stuff uh, you know, some older stuff. My dad's got this kind of smooth voice. He'd sing some Jim Reeves and, uh, you know, um, but I heard them doing that stuff, their versions or the way he sang some of their songs. So, I, you know, I didn't actually hear the, the actual versions of the music as much as I heard my dad singing them. Oh, and, that's uh, so, so awesome. That was, uh, yeah, so that was something that got into me at an early age. I also learned how to sing harmony when I was a just a little kid, just from listening to them and kind of picking up on it. And, you know, when I started making records, I always wanted to sing my own harmonies, at least in the studio, cause, because that's what Waylon did. And I, I, yeah. I like the way it sounded, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that layered yeah, so effect. That's, that's, that's cool. where I come from. You know, I mean, I, I uh, you know, I, I, I feel like I grew up hearing um, what I consider to be the, the best period in country music. And, you know, and, and that's not to say that, I mean, hey, some great songs came out in the 80s, um, but overall, I like the sound of stuff from the 70s. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, I moved to town. I'll be honest, as a kid, um, I wasn't really uh, thinking about being a country singer because I was, you know, this kind of um, rebellious kid who thought what my dad was doing wasn't cool and I wanted to be a rock and roll guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I started doing that, you know, I mean, I, my first band was a rock band in the Raleigh, North Carolina area. And um, oh. I was 19, but that, you know, I was, a, that was uh, where it started officially. Um, and, uh, you know, it took me three or four years of doing that. I ended up going to school for music business in Atlanta because I was, you know, I was serious about it, you know, and, but until I started writing more and more and more and kind of, you know, starting to feel at home with my voice and what it would do or whatever. I drifted more and more back towards country music. And, and my dad, he laughs about that because he knew it was going to happen. But, um, but you know, I mean, the, the songwriting sensibilities and the humor, uh, obviously the fact uh, that I sound like I do, you know, I mean, it's not like I was going to be belting out any heavy metal songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what's that guy's name? The the 
Oh gosh, the white snake that you know these things real high. Oh, Co Coverdale, yeah. Yeah. Him <laughs> <laughs> or that other guy. The oh gosh, the oh man, now I can't remember that. Um, Aerosmith. Uh, he wrote the song about Steven this Tyler. guy. Yeah. Oh he, yeah, you're, you're talking. Yeah, you're talking about. Dude like, looks like a lady. He wrote that song yeah. about the guy from Motley yeah. Crew. Like Vince Neil, yeah. Yeah, him. Yeah. That's a yeah. true story. He, oh, he, I know, I know, I know. Oh I, my goodness, he wrote the song about him because he saw the guy from behind, you know, looked like, and then he turns around and Vince Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny? That's that's really funny coming from Steven Tyler because he looks like somebody's grandma right now. <laughs> hey, 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 we're nice here. Be nice, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It happens to the best and worst of us, unfortunately. I, you know, I, I was I write some kind of goofy song sometimes, and I started one the other the other day called "Everybody Ends Up Ugly." Oh. Um, <laughs> pretty pretty much what... talking about how we all square up in the end, you know. <laughs> Oh, that's one of the things uh, we like about your music, the sense of humor. You know, you're yeah. one of the few artists, honestly, I can say this like 100%, right, Anna, mm -hmm. where you have such a wide gamut in terms of the range of emotions. So, you know, you, you have like one song, golly, then I can't think of, I think it's called Those Jeans. That, yeah, that song just <laughs> cracks me up. It's so hilarious. <laughs> But but then you hear a song like, oh my God, you know, um, not the uh, cold day in in hell, right? Yes, oh, that, yeah. that song. Or, or like, oh, uh, I love that song. That, I love that song. It's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you. That, that song speaks to me personally. Let me tell you, okay, it's like my gosh, yeah. you know. Well, anybody so, who's been through that, I know, you know, I'm sure oh. probably, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, and and I have songs like, uh, you know. Ain't always thirsty, you know. I wrote that when I got divorced a few years ago. You know, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's life. It's, it's great to me that you uh, recognize that in that uh, sort of variety because, you know, I've I, I had an interview with somebody recently um, that uh, you know was under the impression that I just did sort of like novelty songs and and what? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, well, what? you know, you apparently have only heard maybe two or three of them. Um, oh yeah, I think, not, I think yeah. if you go deep in my catalog, you'll see that that's. Oh yeah, that's yeah. they're not familiar part, with you know. your catalog, Ray. Not at yeah. all. It, just, but, you I don't know, know how you, anyone can you, say that. That's crazy. That's that extremely yeah. surprising. Yeah, yeah, and well, especially if you, if when you, you have something that does well, though. You know, I mean, and people remember you by that. That's the thing. I mean, um, you know, I know. You know, those jeans actually came out, and I got some. I got some help from Sirius FM, XM, mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. they, you know, I mean, they blew it up all over the country. So that was a sort of a resurgence for me after having right. had, had a top 40 hit in 2005, you know, so, right. uh, mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, I mean, I was known primarily for the song, my kind of music from back then. And then those jeans. And, and if that's the only two songs that you've heard by me, then you probably do think I'm more of a jokester and, you know, whatever. Um, okay, I can see but, that. Yeah, I but, can but understand thankfully, that. You know, thankfully, there's a lot of folks out there that, that heard something and decided to, to dig a little deeper. And, and um, you know, so I'm, yeah, I'm glad. Like that. I, I, and I purposefully <laughs> yeah. left. I purposefully didn't do anything funny on this album uh, for that reason. Uh, I, you know, I, I want to make sure that people realize, hey, you know, we're not just trying to to kind of uh, do the same old tricks because 
you know, there's a lot of really, you know, kind of deep, um, deep felt stuff that I've written and recorded that I want to, you know, I'm being independent. I can put anything out there I want to. And, Isn't um, that great? <laughs> yeah, it is. And, you know, and, and there's a lot of what I think is quality stuff, or at least stuff that I'm personally proud of. And, and um, you know, obviously not everybody's going to like it, but at least people will hear it and know that I'm not just sort of a one-trick pony. No, no, you have, no, no. I catalog the music that you have. It's just, like I said, a very wide gamut. You know, you can be whimsical and kind of tongue-in-cheek, and you can also be like, <laughs> you know, my heart is like being ripped out from, you know, <laughs> it's just, yeah. and, and, you know, and then, and some in between stuff too, that doesn't have to be so dramatic in everything. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Um, now you had mentioned the town you're from. Mm -hmm. yeah, tell us about your hometown. What do you love about it? Well, you know, um, I, I love going back, you know, I mean, my, my folks are still there it's still, you know, you go back there and it's, it's like, it's still 20 years ago or something, you know, and, uh -huh. uh, and it's, it's, it's different, you know, um, it's a more laid back, slower lifestyle. You know, I go back and I realize that most folks have no idea, nor do they really care what's going on out here. <laughs> Maybe that's and, a good uh, thing. I, you know, I think it's a great thing, honestly, you know, um, I, you know, years ago, I, I finally got tired of hearing somebody ask me if I'd sold any songs lately. You know, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's, I uh, you know, that's just one that. of those uh, automatic questions and, you know, knowing they really don't understand the way it works. And you know what? That's that's fine. Um, I think that the fact that mm -hmm. people don't know how all this works enables them to enjoy the music all the all the more, you know, um, yeah. yeah, because they're not influenced by anything outside of just the quality of the music itself and they can either like it or they don't like it you know but that yeah. that comment though ray kind of reminds me of one of your songs plowboy <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you kind of well, there's, there's two redneck einsteins back there you know? i love that line <laughs> i was gonna <laughs> ask you where you got that line from that's so funny redneck einstein you know, it just came to me. I mean, it, it just, you know, I was, that that song is based on sort of a true story and, and uh, somebody, you know, in, in a little group of gathering where we were actually was sort of, uh, you know, more or less sort of condescendingly talking about me moving to Nashville and, you know, like I was really going to do something with it and, and uh, you know, just kind of being a jerk. And uh, so that was, that was a, an honest um <laughs> He was an honest muse for me, I'll tell you. Um, but yeah, I just I just kind of called him a redneck Einstein, like a no. Oh my gosh, that's such a good line. All right, oh wow, you should like trademark it. I mean, <laughs> or something copyrighted. Anyone wants yeah. to use it in their song, they have to pay you something, you know. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's a it's a T-shirt that I'm that I'm printing up. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, have yeah, you? I, you're going to, or you I, have it I, already? I, I, I am. I, I, you know, I don't have it yet, but I, I do oh, have it in development. Cool. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. We'll buy a whole bunch. I think that is such a cool thing. It's talking about cool things, you know, you've been in this business for, you know, 20 plus years now. There has mm -hmm. to be at least one really super cool, awesome thing that's happened to you that you're kind of, you know, kind of proud about or kind of amused still about. Yeah. You want to share that with us? Well, it's hard to name just one, but I mean, I will tell you, um, you know, I've been on the Opry 64 times. I, I'm really, 
Not that, you know. Um, I'm, Holy you know, back in back in 2005, I got called at the last minute to stand in for uh, Wooten uh, when the uh, the Tennessee Three were being inducted into the Musicians Hall of Fame. Oh, so wow! I got That's to get awesome. up there at the at the time. Marshall Grant, the old bass player, was still alive, and and John Carter jumped in, you know, and and, um, and so I got up and sung a couple of Johnny songs at that. Uh, at that event and that, and that was just a, a huge honor you know to step in those shoes um, you know and another another really cool thing and then this is sort of a big collective kind of thing i mean obviously i love playing everywhere in the u.s but i've you know i've also been able to uh to, to tour through a lot of europe i've been to asia i've been to uh, afghanistan iraq played for played for troops and you know so i, I mean there's a lot of real asterisk uh highlights that i could name uh it's just kind of been along the way it's you know my whole thing with this is and it, it's not you know obviously for the money i mean the experiences i get and the places i'm uh you know kind of blessed to be able to go and uh just to have people you know and people want to hear the music i mean it's, it's it, there's a lot of pinch yourself moments you know um because you know, I, I come from a place of, of humility with this. I mean, I consider myself lucky to be able to do it, and I don't feel like any different than, than most folks who are struggling to get by here and there. Um, but, uh, you know, to have literally people all over the world, um, you know, be fans of songs that I've written and recorded, it's just the coolest thing, and, and uh, you know, I, I just feel so lucky to do it. I mean, I was just uh, looking over some, analytics the other day and mm-hmm. uh, you know I, I realized uh you know what my top five songs in australia are you know and just seeing wow, just seeing the folks are listening to cool. over there you know i mean it's you know and that's the that's the beauty of the internet i mean <laughs> i mean who knows i mean uh where this stuff would have ended up or if anybody would have heard it you know <clears throat> so yeah and the thing mm-hmm. is yeah absolutely um, and so those opportunities are there. I know it's a lot of hard work, though, when you're an independent artist. I realize that. Um, but uh, because, you know, the labels have the big budgets and everything. Um, but, you know, even with some of the artists that we've talked to that have the major label or the publishing deal, um, they're still telling me, you know, hey, we still have to go out there and kind of, you know, compete, you know, to be heard. Just because you're on a label doesn't guarantee anything. You know, it just, yeah. So that's what I hear, you know. Um, well, and, and being on a label before, I mean, I, you know, hey, I, mm-hmm. being at Warren, you know, the deal didn't end up going great. But mm-hmm. I will say that being signed to them, uh, they, you know, they were 100% behind it in the beginning. They pushed hard, pushed hard. You know, they really worked hard to get a top 40 on a really polarizing song. And mm-hmm. they were able to get me out there enough to at least get me in the ears of, you know, at least a percentage of the country, and they they were able to help me start at least some sort of a fan base. And, uh, right. Yeah. So for that reason, I'm you know I'm, I'm definitely grateful. Now, um, you know, even on the label on the roster, you know, I was lucky enough. I went in, had the record, made the record, then got put in rotation almost immediately. So I didn't have to wait around two years oh, that's or great. five years. Yeah, I knew people. I, I knew one guy that had been signed to Warner for nine years. And oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, so I was lucky in that respect. And you realize when you're, when you get the record deal, that's where the work begins. And then, you, you know, you compete with other people for the deal. Then you realize you get to the label and you're competing with other 
sign the artist yes. for mm-hmm. attention and money and promotion right. from the label. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because they're sitting around in conference rooms every day trying to decide, hey, wh- what horse do we want to throw the farm Bet at? On. Here? <laughs> So yeah, so it's you know it's it's a never-ending um, cycle like that, and uh, so yeah, it's it's impossible really to compete with the uh, the biggies when it comes to the promotion. So that's why I don't really try to get anything played on on you know big mainstream radio or at least the big reporting stations. You know, I mean, I know that's a that's a moot point. So, uh, but you know, um, doing it the way I do it now, I've been able, like I say, to record. Whatever I want to record, I can get it out there, and I know it's going to release, you know, at least reach a certain amount of people, and sometimes quite a few more, depending on what the reaction is and how many people share it and that kind of thing. And and it keeps, you know, I'm finding that it keeps my my, my little crowds are growing. I go and do these acoustic shows a lot when I don't have the band shows, and mm-hmm. the acoustic shows allow me to go into new markets because it keeps the overhead down. And, uh, you know, I mean, so I'm always going to a new town somewhere, you know, even at this point, I'm 50, but I'm still, oh, you're kidding. You look great. I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, I'm still, I'm still new to so many people too. That's um, awesome. You know, we played in front of a good crowd the other night in Ohio. I opened up for Sammy Kershaw and, um, oh, Sammy I Kershaw. mean, there were, there were a couple of thousand people there and so mm-hmm. many people came by my merch stand and said, gotcha, I had no idea you were, you know, out there and. Right. Just heard of you tonight, that kind of thing. So, you know, so it's a never ending um cycle of, of growth and, and uh, you know, so I you know, it, there's no reason to you know, to slow down. Absolutely. <laughs> Sammy Kershaw is awesome. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorites. He he really is. Um good lord. I think yard sale is probably my favorite song from him. I mean oh, he has yeah. so many. That and and Vidalia. I love Vidalia. That's a great song. Yeah, yeah we're fishing in the same pond, so <laughs> you know, those are our people too. Um awesome. tell us about your latest single. Uh well let's see. Um well the, the, the most recent, you know, what I've been doing is releasing these digital forty five. So I you know, for the last three months I released two songs at a time. Yeah, um, I see that. And that's kind of you know, and some you know, I know some people have um uh, their opinions about that, whether it be effective or ineffective. Or well, there's the right a short attention span now with most people. I'll tell you that well, right now. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I thought, well, you know, my, you know, my intent with this was to kind of get some content out there and then hit them with some more and then hit them with some more and kind of try to keep, you know, try to build a wave, so to speak. And, and I've also, you know, made videos for these songs too. So, um, but yeah, the, the latest single, the latest 45 is, uh, you spoke of um, Cold Day in Hell, is another one called Slow Dance that has been really popular, uh, especially with you know, what I've been noticing. And I kind of saw this coming in the two-stepper world, you know. Um, I had a friend of mine hit me up from Arizona the other night and said he, he's a DJ and he spun it all weekend and said it packed the dance floor over and over, so. Um, those are the two that are out right now, and uh, on the 13th of um, of August, coming up here in two weeks, I've got two more coming. What do you love about traditional country? Uh, you know, it's authentic. It's real. I, I like the instrumentation. I like the sound of a Telecaster. I like the sound of a steel guitar. Um, you know, I like the, the stories. Mm-hmm. I like the real-life pictures. Um, you know, uh, it's not overproduced. It's not uh, so loud and in your face, you know. Um, yeah. 
that's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things to like about it. Um, that's just, you know, that's the, the kind of music that hits me the hardest. You know, it's where you can hear the lyric and the story and the hurt and the pain. And you have uh, this beautiful instrumentation that's sort of mm-hmm. supporting it all, but not stepping on it, you know. Yep, I agree entirely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so we talked about your latest singles. Um, I want to go ahead and play one. So um, we were both in agreement, right, Anna, mm-hmm. with Cole Daniel. Yeah. I, we, that song, I, it's just, it's so good. So we're going to play that right now. All right. All right, great. saying 
It'd be freezing, raining down in hell the day that I left you. All the, the songs I've heard, like I've really not heard a song uh, that you put out that I oh gosh, this is like a stinking pile of, you know, poo. Not yet. I mean, well, that's good. <laughs> no, hey, just I, give me time. <laughs> I mean, even your your funny songs are hilarious. I mean, I just think, wow, you know, you, people forget, um, especially country, some country music fans, not all. Uh, some forget, you know, that um, a lot of country was also kind of funny. I mean, look at Roger Miller, dang me. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, a lot of it. And so I think it's, and, and even, you know, I mean, remember, um, Gosh, and I, I can't. Jerry Reed, you know, she got the oh, yeah. gold line, I got the shaft. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> well, mean, you know, I'll tell you something funny. My friend Stormy uh, uh, likes to tell people that I'm I'm what uh, I'm basically what would happen if if Roger Miller and Waylon Jennings had a love child. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, think, I think that's a you know that's a compliment. So I'll tell oh, you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely hear that. You know. Do you, is there a producer that you usually use um, or, or a studio that you like to go to? Well, um, there's a friend of mine that, by the name of Michael Hughes that has a studio out west in Bellevue um, called Hartwell Studios. Uh, we've basically co-produced the, the last couple of projects, uh, the two of us. So, you know, I've, I've got a pretty, uh, you know, pretty big role in that. You know, I've kind of figured out by now what I like to hear and you know, uh, levels and things like that. So I don't, uh, you know, I just started to, to hear more and more as I went, you know, I, I do records and, and then go back and listen after the fact and think, well, gosh, I wish I'd have done this different or whatever else. And so I started playing a little more of a role there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, you know, we both obviously bring different, uh, things to the table. So, uh, it's a good, good partnership there. And, um, you know, it's been where I've recorded, the last four projects I've done, which includes two full albums and two EPs. So. No, so you have to be pretty happy then, you know, with the quality of work mm -hmm. and everything. And it yeah. shows, absolutely. You mentioned a couple people, and I, I don't want to assume. So you mentioned Waylon, and you know, mm -hmm. um, you mentioned some other folks and stuff. And so I'm, I'm gonna, you know, maybe go out on a limb here and and say that maybe Waylon is one of your musical heroes, but. I'd like to hear who are your actual musical heroes and why. Well, you know, I, I used to always list my dad as number one because obviously uh, the influence there was uh, was just, you know, inevitable. But, uh, you know, uh, the style that I developed and everything is a direct result of stuff from Waylon, Don Williams, um, you know, uh, some, maybe a little Merle, Johnny Cash, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so that's, that's sort of where I'm coming from with it. Now, I'll tell you something else. I'm... I'm just as influenced too, from a rhythm or rhythmic standpoint, uh, surprisingly by, you know, maybe bands like ACDC and, oh, wow. you know, having grown up uh, listening to all that stuff in high oh. school and whatever else. And so, you know, a lot of times I'll, uh, you know, I'll incorporate that kind of, that kind of, um, you know, uh, backbeat sort of rhythm on some songs mm -hmm. and, and it's, you know, it's not as obvious. Uh, but that's that's the origin of it, you know. I mean, if you listen to a lot of what Waylon did, Waylon was a big. A lot of people don't know this. Waylon was a huge Stevie Wonder fan, and um, 
you know, Waylon used to try to cop like the the groove from like say superstition, you know, that kind of stuff. And yeah, people don't, people sense. don't know that because a lot of it, you know, obviously your treatment and your instrumentation are going to take it one way or the other. But when it comes to the the uh, the rhythm sections of a lot of these songs, um, man, a lot of it is interchangeable. Um, and uh, no matter what, uh, whether it be uh, R and B, rock and roll blues whatever else i mean you know um, it's all about the story it's all about the lyric the vocal and the instrumentation um and uh you know but yeah yeah so i I was you know i mean i was this is influenced say by skinnard and the eagles you know and that kind of stuff too so uh you mentioned acdc so ACDC when Bon Scott was there, or is it the uh, Johnson guy? <laughs> uh, either incarnation, because it was really more about the backbeat rhythm, and that was Phil Rudd was the drummer, and then Phil you got, you know, and most of the time it was Malcolm Young, Angus's brother, who was like the rhythm player who really laid yeah. down the the, the uh, bed. Um, yeah. Well, being from Florida, I couldn't escape Leonard Skinner. You know, it's just, <laughs> you know, so it's like one of those things. I grew up listening to Skinner, and probably one of my all-time favorite songs is Curtis Lowe. I think that song is just so awesome, you know. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like one of those, you know. But, um, yeah, so I, I can totally relate to it. And you know what? A lot of Skinner stuff sounds more country than some of the stuff I'm listening to on mainstream no, wait, radio. Wait, wait. <laughs> you know, to be honest, you know, that's just the way it goes. Good Lord. So you would say um, your musical heroes, yeah, Waylon, but also, you know, some Southern rock and, you know, some, you know, rock sure. and roll and maybe some other things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, I mean, it's a mixed bag for everybody, I think. You know, I mean, every artist I know, every other writer I know is influenced by, you know, some other artist that you might not have thought of immediately. But then when you listen, it's like, oh, OK, that makes sense. You know, I mean, uh, there's there's only six degrees of separation, you know, and there's there's a lot of, you know, there ain't but so many chords. I'm just saying we're kind of a melting pot of, of whatever came before us, you know, whatever we grew up listening to. So. Um, Ray, are you like a philosopher or something? Are you a closet philosopher? Uh, yeah, I, I recently came out of the closet. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, letting, I'm letting everybody know that I am indeed a philosopher. <laughs> yeah, you sound so philosophical right now. It's just kind of like... I am. Uh, <laughs> speaking of philosophical questions, if you wanted to introduce somebody to the traditional country music, what song would you pick and why? Boys Like Me by Don Williams. Hmm. Um, and the reason is because it's got all the pictures. Um, you know, look, hey, country music has had a bad rap with a lot of people who are unfamiliar over the years because they see it as being hillbilly and, and stupid. Uh, yeah. That that particular song uh, appeals to me uh, because it is brilliantly written. It is literate. Um, it's it's poetry. Um, Bob yep. McDiddle, who wrote the song, uh, was a great songwriter, and he was, you know, he wasn't your average, wasn't your average bear, you know. And and when they put that song out on Don Williams, they almost didn't release it as a single because they were afraid that the audience wouldn't quite latch on to it because of the literary nature of it. Wow, um, interesting. But in my opinion, it's one of the most well written, you know, well performed. It brings this nostalgia. You know, there's heart all over it. Um, 
And, you know, I think we, it, it, we can all relate to it in some way, even if those pictures aren't exact pictures. I think it's the, uh, the nostalgia of it and the feeling you get from it that sort of, it's like a warm blanket being thrown over you, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so I, I think that honestly, I think that's the one I would play for people. I'd be like, Hey, look, this, this song is beautiful. And it also is smart. Um, but it's not so smart that you won't understand it. Um, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, I don't know. I, agree. I, mean, I, I, you know, honestly, over the years, I've been doing this so long and I, you know, I, I used to get tired of having the argument with people who just think country music is stupid. I mean, listen yeah. to some crap that's on pop radio. Give me a break, man. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so speaking of deeper things, right. This COVID-19 has kicked everyone's arse. I mean, you know, Let's be honest. It's regardless what side of the argument someone's on, one thing that everyone can agree on is that everyone's life has been impacted, whether you wanted it to, to impact you or not, you know? Um, so I'm kind of wondering, um, what has this whole thing taught you, if anything at all? Okay, number one, I'm going to ask you, did I just hear you say arse? Yes. Um, what are you, British? What's going on here? Um, no, I, look, look, here's, you know, this is how I, I mean, the one thing it's taught me is that nothing is guaranteed and things can change in an instant. Um, so, you know, I think the thing you take away from it is, is, you know, don't put, don't put things off, live your life, mm-hmm. get out there, see it, do it. Don't wait. Um, you know, I think I've always felt that way, but when you see something like that happen, that literally has people locked up in their homes practically for you know, a good nine or 10 months. It's, you know, I mean, if that doesn't make you do a little bit of a, uh, you know, a rethink of things, then you probably ought to check your pulse. Um, Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It just, you know, it makes you realize, you know, not to take things for granted, you know, um, when we, uh, you know, when, when I, okay, I put out an EP called nowhere near done before Mm -hmm. this record. Mm -hmm. And, And that album, you know, I, I'm lucky. I'm, you know, actually American songwriter named it on their top 20 all genre of 2020. Awesome. That was that was awesome for me. But you know what? Um, we put the thing out uh, in February of 2020. Um, I did a couple of gigs, um, I think, in Ohio. Then I came home. I went to Austria and Switzerland, played out there. When I got back home, I literally saw everything I had booked through literally like September started wow. falling with dominoes and all of a sudden it was all gone. And we, you know, I mean, look, I, my, my income comes from playing shows, selling merch, you know, we don't get a bunch of radio money. We don't get a bunch of publishing money, you know I mean? Um, so, you know, so we had to kind of do a pivot and, um, and that led me to thankfully doing, uh, the live stream show I do called Raven the Cave and, and people started joining okay. us for that. And, you know, and, and the great thing is that, I mean, the silver lining of COVID for me was, is that, you know, we were forced to pivot. We were forced to make a change. Um, we started doing that. We got in, you know, we got really tight with a lot of people over the course of the next few months, joining us every week for this show. Out of that, I, you know, I spent a lot of time at home, of course, I wrote a bunch of new songs, including cold day in hell. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I would debut the song on the on the show maybe that week. And, you know, so people also heard the songs for the first time. And, and they also were kind of my A&R staff because they helped me decide what to record. You know, and, and, and here, you know, a year later, we're sitting on a brand new album with 12 songs on it. You know, so 
you know, you got to kind of take stock in what blessings may come from all the, all the, all the crap, so to speak. Mm -hmm. That's how about that for some philosophy? Yeah, that's great. (laughs) You should write a book, Ray. Seriously, you should. (laughs) No, I'm not kidding. I mean that like very seriously. It seems like you have. I get the impression from you, and Anna, you probably feel the same way. That he's like this very deep well that has not even, you haven't even scratched the surface yet. And I think your songs um, only tell like a very, like maybe 1% of of you who you really are, you know, inside. I I, I seriously think you should write a book. Well, you know, that's one thing that I, you know, I I haven't thought about writing a book. I'm not to that point yet, Uh, but you know, as far as the songwriting goes, I have started to kind of get a little more honest and a little more, uh, you know, show a little bit, you know, peel away another layer, I guess you could say, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, years of doing some of what I've been doing, especially some of the funny songs or whatever. I mean, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to show yourself to people. You can just say something goofy, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. but the, more, the more I do this and the more I see what people react to, the more I realize that the more honest you are, uh, you know, the more people will relate to you. And, um, you know, so that's what I've been doing. And, you know, the next two songs, uh, when you hear them, you're going to be like, yeah, that was, that came from deep. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm trying to, you know, just trying to keep, you know, keep that going. Um, you know, as a writer, you never stop learning. I mean, if you keep doing it anyway, you never stop learning. So definitely agree on that. Yeah. What's the toughest thing you've been through and how did you get through it? Oh gosh, you know, um, you know, I, I, I went through, I, I, I got, uh, I got into a bad wreck, um, a few years back because of drinking and driving. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I had to go to jail, I had to go to court for it, had to go to jail for it. It cost me $10,000. You know, I mean, it was just, you know, I'd never been through that. And, you know, and there was a lot of just, um, you know, I mean, it was a dark time, um, and it was really hard to get through the the uh, the stress from it, the worry over what was going to uh, happen in the end, things like that. I mean, um, you know, and what got what got me through it, honestly, is is my wife. Um, she's uh, you know, she's definitely if, if there was ever an angel walking around on earth, uh, it's her. And, wow, you know, that's awesome. Been, that's lovely. She's, she's been a, you know, she's just been a huge blessing to me. Wow, that's awesome. That that really is. Well, this is the part of um our podcast where we usually play, you know, our favorite song that you've recorded. And with you, <laughs> it was so tough. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, you know, we love Cold Day in Hell. We love Better As I Go. Um you know, ain't always Thursday's another favorite one. Um, golly, um, you know, nowhere near done. Hey, I'm, I'm glad that you, um, you know, here I sorry to interrupt, but I'm glad you're naming off some stuff that's more recent. You know, mm-hmm. every now and again, I'll get people that are like, Well, you know, your first album was the one I like, or whatever. I'm like, Well, hey, that was 15 years ago, man. <laughs> well, Ray, I'm about to disappoint you right now. <laughs> well, no, that's fine. I mean, I still love those old, I still play the old ones too, but. So I'm just glad we, that you recognize that life yeah. uh, happened after my kind of music. No, no. Um, I really believe, and because Anna and I were talking about this, I think your best music is yet to come. I really do. With these last four singles I've heard, it seems like, and again, just our you know unsolicited opinion, you know, um, it, it to us it sounds like you're digging deeper, 
and you're becoming more transparent, you know, um, and more candid and more open. Uh, that's what it sounds like. Um, and, you know, we have all your other music to compare and contrast, you know, so it's yeah. kind of an opinion that we've, you know, formulated, whether it's correct or not, only you know. Um, but that's no, you're, you're right on the money. You're, you're yeah. absolutely right. And, and so to me, the way, you know, Anna, again, we think that your best music is still ahead, even though your music right now is awesome. But with that being said, Ray, um, I have to say that um, the breadth and the diversity and the type of music, the type of lyrics that you write is just, you know, impressive. And so there's one song in particular that was on the uh, My Kind of Music um, album that mm -hmm. I felt, how can I say this? I think it shows a very different side to you that maybe a lot of people don't even realize that, it, you know, that you have this side to you. And the song I'm talking about is called Bear With Me, Lord. Yeah. Where you're going. You know what? If you would allow us to, I would love to play the song for the fine folks. Please do. Thank you. I appreciate okay, it. Great. Sunday morning, 10 a.m. My mouth is dry and my blood's running thin. I know where I need to be. And I promise you I'll be on that pew next week. But I can't remember Feeling quite this bad before Bear with me, Lord I got a good woman And Lord, she's trying She's doing her best to help me see the light For too long I swear I've come around I don't want to let either of them down Give her the strength to stand by me And not walk out the door And bear with me, Lord well, I remember Mama telling me Back in my younger days That no matter how low down I was You'd love me Devil's got me now But someday I'll be yours Bear with me, Lord well, She'll be back A little after twelve So I'm gonna clean up now Try to compose myself Thanks for listening We'll talk again It's good to know you'll always be my friend and Someday I'll live up To what you put me down here for Bear with me, Lord 
might take me a little while. is just a very vulnerable very you know hey you know <laughs> i'm not there yet i'm not perfect you know <laughs> you know bear with me lord <laughs> you know i just think everybody yeah. relate to that you know i do you know yeah and I mean, you know i i wrote it 17 years ago and it yeah. still still applies so still true i don't think we i think we get there when we leave is what i think you know yeah. once our that that's what I think. I just don't think that we. I mean, we get better. Don't get me wrong. Um, obviously, you know. Um, well, I hope that we get better. <laughs> you know, some of us <laughs> get better. I guess I should say. Um, but I don't think we're able to reach you know that level until you know he calls us home. You know, and I'm just assuming a lot here. So I'm assuming that you know, though you wrote this 17 years ago, you may still believe that there's something greater than what meets the eye, correct? No, oh, for sure. I mean, you know what? There better be, because uh, this world is going straight to Hades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Well, you know, people change their points of views on things, you know, throughout the years, and you can't, you know, yeah. you can't assume anything anymore. Um, but it, it's, you know, good to know that, yeah, you still do think that there's definitely a higher power or order you know yeah. no you know now i will say this having been out into the world for years uh you know i i will say that maybe the uh, indoctrinations of you know where i grew up and and what was taught uh you know i I'd, I'd say that you should you know obviously have a more open mind for interpretations um mm -hmm. but outside of that i do definitely believe that that yeah i have to agree with you too there, you know? mm -hmm. same year same year you know, I, I was, yep, uh, we were, you know, raised in, you know, kind of very, uh, you know, uh, restrictive environment and stuff. <laughs> so, look, I was like, it was almost cultish. I, I'm going to say this. So when I was growing up, and I'm not going to say the denomination, but, um, you know, it was kind of like, you're going to go to hell. <laughs> and you. So are you, are you still Church of Christ or is it Baptist? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you now, and that I'm going to tell you something. You know, just a, a minute or so here. Um, it you know it really turned me off as I was growing up, and I really didn't want anything to do with anything. And you know, and I'm very fortunate and and you know happy that. I was able to, you know, establish my own relationship with God, you know, and not yeah. and not let those things kind of, you know, jade me, I guess, for lack of a better word, you know, because those, you know, that kind of thing can really do a number on you, you know, really, right? It really can. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is. I know, anyway. I know people still struggling with that. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, the indoctrination, you know. Anyway, um, moving forward, we got a couple fun questions. So, so we heard you have a man cave. <laughs> what is that? Do yeah. tell. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, it's just sort of the, uh, the sort of cliche room where the guys hang out and it's got, you know, it's got wood all over the walls and, you know, um, my wife is this, um, she's an amazing DIY person and oh. she just sort of, sort of put together this really great sort of rustic, uh, you know, I mean, she tells people that I would live in a hollowed out log if I could, <laughs> and she's right. and, um, so I, you know, I love the I love the feel of a cabin and that kind of thing. So she really fixed it up to where the, uh, you know, there's just this wood ambience in in here. I'm I'm in there now. Um, oh, cool. I, I, I'm, I'm you know, but yeah. So so or, so, yeah. or so is your so she decked it out for you. So is she allowed in your man cave? Because I heard the big thing about a man cave is that like usually you don't let any chicks in there or something. No, that's fine. She can come in here whenever she wants, you know, because you have to walk through here to get to the washer and dryer. Oh, <laughs> okay. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. What's the craziest or weirdest thing you've seen at a bar? Oh, man. Um, gosh. <laughs> you know, I, 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 <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I saw a couple of people doing it in a corner um, oh my uh, gosh and that was that was um yeah, that was kind of a, yeah I, you know <laughs> all right well i go to church well, I, I wanted to, i wanted to turn a hose on them is what i wanted to do <laughs> yes that's a very valid response <laughs> good lord so that was like the craziest thing huh yeah you pretty much you know um uh, you know i mean most bars it's pretty much all the same stuff. Otherwise you just see a bunch of drunks all the time, you know, being belligerent and maybe throwing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of not good. No, not good at all. Um, <laughs> so are you a whiskey, vodka, gin, or a beer guy? Uh, everything but gin. Ah. Um, I, you know, uh, there's a little, there's a time and, and place for all those if, if they're good, you know, I mean, I, I don't like, you know, for one thing, I've, I actually, um, I don't drink beer a lot because I don't like, for one thing, I don't like light beer. Um, it's just watered down, you know, so I, if, if I'm going to have a beer, I want to have a good one. Um, and you know, maybe drink a few less. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know, I mean, you know, as we, as we sit here, I've got some, some Pendleton rye whiskey sitting on my desk and, and it's really good stuff for, for the right occasion. Right. Um, but otherwise, you know, I mean, I might have some Tito's vodka, you know, uh, from time to time too. So I'm definitely not not stuck on any one of them. Hmm. Well, you know, I ask because you, you know, some of your songs are centered around, you know, the uh, <laughs> the drink. Oh yeah. Partaking of spirit. I was laughing at my set list the other night because, like, you know, over a third of it was drinking songs. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But they're good. They're good songs. They're not hokey or anything. They're definitely good. Yeah, well, I mean, mm -hmm. trust me, I've written plenty of bad ones, too. <laughs> I haven't heard them yet. Yeah, Or maybe I, like, blocked them or something, you know? I do that. If I don't like something, I block it from my memory, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of what, do you think you can tell a lot about somebody by what they drink? Um, 
I think you can tell a lot about somebody by what they do after they've had a lot of drinks. I don't know. You know, I mean, as far as uh, defining a person um, about, you know, over what they drink, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I've, I've never really had that, um, you know, that ability, but you know, Hey, maybe if I pay more attention, I'll pick up on something. <laughs> well, the, old yeah. drunk, the old drunkard's discernment drunkard's discernment hmm. so this <laughs> is the time where we play um, another current single of yours so um, I wanted to ask you so I was going to play slow dance do you think mm -hmm. that would be a good one I do yeah I think uh, I think a lot of folks out there are liking that one so I'd love to see what your reaction is alright let's go ahead and play slow dance <laughs> Another Friday night My back's against the bar I'm standing here looking out That old hardwood floor Listening to the band Laying down the two-step groove Oh, but lately I've been thinking I need a different tune I need someone I can slow dance with Someone I can romance with Someone I can hold tight all night long A lover who can't help us wait When we hear our sweet song I can slow dance with from now on I used to be the guy Didn't need no one oh, But when I saw you that first night Something told me I was wrong I see those deep brown eyes You smiling back at me Oh, that band starts slowing down Cause I'm thinking you might be Someone I can slow Slow dance with from now on. 
character do you think you're, you're most like and why oh well <laughs> uh, um i would have to say foghorn leghorn foghorn wow I, that's a, yeah. a new one we've never gotten that response yeah, i can see that well, yeah. it's because he's just a total smart ass <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, say, I say go away boy you bother me well, uh, <laughs> Oh, I like that. That's awesome. I actually like that cartoon character. That's cool. Hmm. What would make life easier? Oh, gosh. Um, well, you know, I mean, you know, hey, having, having money always always makes life a little easier, maybe. Or at least getting yeah. a bill paid, you know. I'd, I would, I'd be cool with that, you know. Um, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, money can make a lot of things go away. You know, that's right. Like, yeah, it also can bring a lot more things too that you may yeah. not. Want. <laughs> not always good. Oh, Taxes, yeah. you know, and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and who's your favorite artist right now, and why? Well, I'm going to say, um, you know, I mentioned him earlier, uh, Ward Davis. I don't know if you're familiar with Ward, but um, Ward is uh, a guy who used to play keyboards for me. Um, I've always known he was a talented guy, but he's he's had his own path with it. He um, you know, he kind of didn't really get much going here in Nashville in the 15 years that he's spent here. He's, I think he's been around close to 20 now, but he ended up getting out there and, and uh, you know, doing it on his own. He hooked up with Cody Jinks and um, wrote a couple of songs with him. And, and now he sort of, you know, he did some shows with him. Now he's got his own thing going. And he put an album out called Black Cats and Crows. Um mm-hmm. A few, a few months ago, I would highly recommend that you check it out. Um, it's good. It's and it's got one of my songs on it. He recorded my song called "Papa and Mama." If you know that one. Yeah. Um, okay. But, um, mm. but yeah, so I'm gonna say Ward right now. So. Oh, that's awesome. But that's, okay. yeah, that's good. I mean, he's kind of like a member of the family, so to speak. You know. I mean, but it, but he's a great artist, and he's he's going to be even better. So. Oh, that's awesome. Definitely. Okay. Hmm. Yes. And here comes the question that everyone dreads. Hates. Everyone hates this question. <laughs> but it's hey, it's become our signature question now, right? Because everyone like really hates this question. <laughs> and that's the reason why I'll never get rid of it. But it's an important question. If you're on a deserted <laughs> island, what five albums would you have to have and why? Number one. Where the hell is the uh, record player and the place to plug it in? <laughs> you have an iPhone. <laughs> it's on your phone. Right. Well, I mean, but, you know, my battery ran out a long time ago, and there ain't nowhere to charge this thing. So you no, guys no. are so, just hey, not realistic. You're thinking, wait, wait a minute, Ray. Let, let me see. We right, didn't frame okay. the question properly. So I'm going to give, you, I'm gonna give so, you my list. If I the, the phones, you know, the phones in the future will be solar-powered. Okay, <laughs> but what if there what if it's go. like New Zealand and it's raining all the time? <laughs> well, just assume it's a deserted island that is not in New Zealand. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> uh, well, okay, look, here, I'm going to give you a list. Now, I, I got a bunch of them, you know, a bunch of stuff I like a lot. But Okay. You know, okay, so I, I would take one of the outlaws for one. Yeah. Because that that's that album was a a big formative record for me. I mean, you got to understand, I was maybe six years old when it came out. So, wow. Um, cool. So, and and you know, and my, I've recorded the song by um, Tom Paul Glazer, the mm -hmm. uh, the song uh, "Put Another Log on the Fire." When oh I was yeah, a kid, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Loved loved that song, and I knew it was I knew it was funny. I didn't exactly know why back in, during that time, but I loved that song so much that I think it helped sort of start defining the way I write songs. Uh, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I actually recorded it too on, on a little thing called roots, a CD a few years back. So I take that one. I would take Steve Earl, uh, the essential Steve Earl. Ah. Um, one of the reasons for that is because it, in my early twenties or when I was about 19, 20, 21, um, I listened to some of his stuff just per, just by chance. And, um, you know, that something about it spoke to me. Um, it made me realize that Nashville was putting out cool music again. The, the essential Steve Earle record, um, which is like the greatest hits. And, you know, I'm naming off greatest hits records here too, because, uh, you know, you told me to name five and I'm trying to cover bases, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> at the time there was a song on there called Someday. Oh I, man, I love that song. Yeah, yes. well I, I related to that song in such a way that it I would say if any song uh pushed me to move to Nashville, it was that one. Yeah. Um, well that song and, that's all it's about. It's about being stuck, mm -hmm. you know, in a podunk town. Yeah. And the guy, I think if I remember correctly, it's like he's pumping gas. As people come in and yep. out of town, and, and no that's one even exactly what I used to do. Yeah, uh, and no one even even looks at him. You know, he's just like mm -hmm. anybody there, and that's what the song's all about. Oh yeah, I love that song. That's an awesome yeah. song. Yeah. All right. And so you know that, and you know um, Don Williams, uh, his twenty greatest hits. Uh, there's a lot of beautiful, great stuff on that on that collection. Um, all the great ones, uh, you know, minus, minus a handful. If you really went deep to his albums, um, yeah. um, I would, you know, I'll say, I'll also say, you know, Waylon's greatest hits. If you want to kind of get some of the cream of the crop there, you know, um, Definitely. there's also a guy, there's also a guy named William Topley, who I really like a lot. Oh, I don't know who that is. I've never heard of that guy. Mm. He's now he's not a country artist. Um, oh, okay. A few years back, though, Luke Lewis had him signed on Lost Highway Records. Though he he mm -hmm. put him in sort of a country category, but he's more of a you know I would I would kind of he sounds like a cross between like a Van Morrison, Bob Seger. Um, he's got like these really cool uh, you know sort of uh, dark poetic lyrics um some of it's talking about drug addiction i think but mm -hmm. it's just and he's got a very interesting sort of deep voice um i love van there, morrison and i love there's, Bob there's Seger, sort of some, so. uh, well, there's sort what's of some, his name his name what's is it? william william topley t-o-p-l-e-y <clears throat> the name of the album is called black river definitely sounds very interesting i'm gonna check him out i swear yeah. i've never heard of this person yeah, check him out. I mean, it, like I said, it's not country, but it's uh, it's really good. Yeah, but you said Van Morrison and Bob Seger. He's I love both of those people. 
it's, it's got yeah. it's got some of those vibes on it yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah so that's five you know I mean, that's five you know, made it hey. I, I have uh, you know <laughs> I, 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 answered the question there you go <laughs> you answered the question all right, we had a blast talking to you, Ray. Definitely. You know, and we were wondering because um, I guess I can tell you now. So, <laughs> all you never smile in any of your pictures. <laughs> and we're like, this guy. I wonder if this guy's going to be like a you know a nice person to talk to, or he's going to be a real you know grumpy bear. <laughs> grumpy bear. <laughs> but it's because I it's because I don't have any teeth. Yeah, right. But thanks, but thanks, thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> well, no, you never smile, and I just didn't know. You know, like none of your, you know, your uh, cover art, you know, your pictures, yeah. you know, you just don't smile. You have like this real mean kind of look, serious, <laughs> serious. And we're, and I'm like, do we want to really talk to him? He looks mean. <laughs> no, don't be mean. Yeah, but the music is so awesome, you know. And I thought well, anyone that can you. write like this, he's got to be okay. He just has to be, you know. Well, <laughs> well, what? Well, I think I'm hyper aware of the fact that I have a smirk. Oh, a smirk. Okay, you know. Sure. It, we we call that a. a um, well, I can't say that, can I? Yeah. Yes, you can. That. Yes, you cannot say no. that. Blank eating grin. How about that? Well, like corn eating. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'll work. Yes, let's go with that. <laughs> There you go, man. You know, the pastor's probably going to listen to this. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> you, know, you know that's what's going to happen. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to have to find another church to go to. You, you know? better get your ass to church. Huh? <laughs> I go every Sunday, Ray. And, and look, it still ain't working. I'm a good kid. <laughs> well, hey, seriously, though, it, it's been a blast. We love your music, and we do want to give you the opportunity to kind of share anything that, you know, maybe we didn't ask, anything that you want the fans to know about yeah. you. Well, basically, I mean, um, if you want to get a hold of me, or I'm on Instagram at Ray Scott Music. Um, I'm at the official Ray Scott page on Facebook. You know, RayScott.com is my uh, website. Also, I'm at uh, at Reality Check on Twitter, so I know that's a lot of stuff to remember. But um, usually, too, if, if you send me messages, I mean, I do interact with people quite a bit. So um, don't be shy if you got a question yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that sounds really cool. <laughs> well, we want to really appreciate your time and everything. And um, um, yeah, so we yeah. we like to close out with either you know. Maybe an acoustic song from you or one of your favorite songs. It could be a song that you've done or maybe just a song that you really like. Oh, let's see. song that I really like. Tell you what, I, just as a, as, a, as a tribute to one of my heroes, uh, I've got a song on my Roots album. It's called uh, Live Forever. It's a Billy Joe Shaver song. Oh, Billy uh, Joe yeah. Shaver, yeah. I recorded that, and I would love for you to play that cut, if you wouldn't mind, just as a tribute to him. Oh, absolutely. 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 Yep, Billy Joe Shaver. Awesome. All right. Well, we will do that, and take care. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. You too. I'm gonna live forever I'm gonna cross that river I'm gonna catch tomorrow now 
gonna wanna hold me Just like I always told you You're gonna miss me when I'm gone Nobody here will ever find me But I will always be around Just like the songs I leave behind me I'm gonna live forever now Fathers and you mothers, be good to one another. Try and raise your children right. Don't let the darkness take them. Don't make them feel forsaken. Just lead them safely to the light. When this old world is blown asunder, and all the stars fall from the sky. Remember someone really loves you We'll live forever, you and I I'm gonna live forever I'm gonna cross that river I'm gonna catch tomorrow now That river, I'm gonna catch tomorrow now. I'm gonna live forever. I'm gonna cross that river. I'm gonna catch tomorrow now. Yeah, I'm gonna live forever. Gonna cross that river. Gonna catch tomorrow now. I'm gonna live forever. Gonna cross that river. On the Brink 2021.